0: Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6. We are talking about the life that pleases God. Isn't that just a delicious title? (laughs) And we're looking at charitable giving. And uh, let me begin by reading in verse 1. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1. Jesus is speaking here and He says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. He's saying, be careful. Be careful that you are not doing. Whatever you do, whatever charitable deed that you do, remember again, you know, I don't know whether I mentioned this before or not, but a charitable deed is something that you do that you don't expect anything in return. That's why it's called charity. You know, when you give to charity, you don't go and give give something to charity and go, okay, where's my money? Okay, whatever you give to charity, you give and you walk away, all right? And so he's saying the same thing. He's saying when you give, when you're doing your charitable deeds, when you are giving without expecting to receive, hello, all right? He's saying you do that and make sure that you are not doing it before men to be seen by them, all right? Because that's so very important that we do things with the right heart. Remember again, you know, I talked about this uh, before, that Jesus had spoken about doing the right thing in Matthew chapter 5. Now he's got to Matthew chapter 6, and he's saying, now while you are doing the right thing, make sure you have the right heart and that right motive to go with it. Amen? And that's why he says again, and I think this is very important, when he says, do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, he says, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. I think that is just so powerful, and I I really, we need to get that, okay? We need to understand that if we do things with the right heart, not to be seen, then the opposite is true. There is a reward from your Father who is in heaven. Did you get that? And family, right now, we need to be doing... (laughs) You know, can I just say this? We need to be doing the right thing at the right time, directed by God, because God needs to and wants to bless you. We need that blessing in our life now, don't we? Amen. In a time when, you know, things are just up in the air and the people are struggling as a child of God, family, regardless of what's going on in the world, you need to know that God is going to be looking after you, that he will meet all of your need according to his riches in glory, not according to the economy. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why I'm doing this. I know when they see the, you know, the title charitable giving, I know nobody wants to click on that, <laughs> okay? Because they think, oh, well, here we go again. Somebody wants to take something away from me. Listen to me. What I'm sharing with you will help you to receive from God the abundance that he has for you things that have your name on it. You know, I mean, I would be upset if something was coming my way and it never got to me. And somebody wanted to bless me tremendously and it never got to me. Amen. You know, and because I did something silly. Listen, you know, if they said, well, if you had only done this, then all of this, you know, you could have received all of this. That's the thing that I'm helping you with here right now. That's what I'm sharing with you. If you do certain things right now and, you know, you might say, well, it's difficult. Listen to me. This is a faith life. And as I said to you before, you know, God is a practical God and you do things as God leads you to do. Not out of guilt, okay? So I don't want to ever guilt anybody to do any of these things. But I need you to understand something. When you do things with the right heart, not out of guilt or compulsion, you know, the Bible talks about, all right? Neither of those things, all right? Uh, But when you do things from the right heart, I want you to notice, if we took this verse and flipped it over, you'll find that, you know, if you do things not to be seen, then God will bless you. Hallelujah. And you need God's blessing in your life. The reason is that as you give, as you look after other people's needs, God will look after your need, whatever that need is. You know, don't think just because you give money, you're going to get money back. I know that's what has been preached for the, long time, the longest time. But can I say this to you, family, that whatever you need, that is what's important. You know, money may not be it. It might be something else you need. Hallelujah, and God will make sure that if you meet somebody else's need according to, you know, according to God's leading, then he will meet your need according to what your, you know, situation is. Amen, amen, all right. I I could preach on that some more, but I've got to move on, okay? I don't want this to go like over six sessions, you know what I'm trying to say? All right, so. Verse two, all right? he goes and says, therefore, when you do a charitable deed, now the reason he's saying therefore is, remember again, he says, otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven. So he says, therefore, when you do a charitable deed, he says, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Now, remember again that this, you know, doing a charitable deed obviously involves poor people, obviously involves people that can't help you back, that can't give you back. Hence the charitable deed, okay? And I went to Deuteronomy chapter 15. We began looking at some verses there, and I really wanted to bring out, uh, you know, one aspect from that. Uh, i don 't want to move I was thinking about going on to the other verses, but then I looked at it and I decided might not be the right time here to do this, but let me just share with you what we talked about last time and then move forward from there and Remember in Deuteronomy fifteen and verse seven it says, "Is there among you a poor man of your brethren within any of the gates in your land which the Lord your God is giving you? You shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide." to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. But beware lest there, there be a wicked thought in your heart. Now, this is, the, this is what Jesus is talking about when he says, make sure that your motive is right. Can I just say this? If you, do think, if you do the right thing by God, then the enemy will not be able to get in there and cause trouble. I'll just say that. Okay, moving on. And I want to move on Uh, back to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 2. He says here again, when you do a charitable deed, again, see, you know, he's saying, have the right motive. We saw that in Deuteronomy. He said, have an open heart and an open hand is what he's looking for. He doesn't want a closed heart because a closed heart, a wicked heart is a closed hand. And so, you know, he's saying, move forward from that. And he's saying, when you do your charitable deed, he says, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do or literally are in the habit of doing in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. And he says, assuredly, now notice he says glory from where? Not from God, from men, all right? And he says, assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. He says, that's it. If that's what they're looking for, that's what they're going to get. That's all they're going to get. I want, you to, I want you to notice he said they have their reward. There's nothing else coming after that. The term hypocrites was often used by Jesus to describe, uh, to describe scribes and Pharisees. i oh, us say that really fast. Especially when we consider what he said in Matthew 23 and verse 15. And that is, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees hypocrites, all right? So it's it's obvious that he's talking to them. And according to Jesus in Matthew 6, 2, as a regular practice, these scribes and Pharisees would draw attention to themselves in some outrageous fashion, all right? And in the most public of places, such as in the synagogues and on the streets, before giving any of their offerings. Now, William Hendrickson, he explains something here. He says, it seems unlikely that in the synagogues, uh, trumpet blasts would be allowed, obviously. Okay, then going to get a band coming in going, I'm about to give, okay, stop playing now. You know. But he's saying, but besides, since in his sayings and discourses, Jesus again and again makes use of symbolic language, it is probable that he does this also in the present case. And that he is simply referring to the fact that the Pharisees did everything in their power to advertise their gifts. It is this practice that the Lord condemns. Do you understand? Did you get all of that? All right. So they do all kinds of things, and you know, they, they, it'll be subtle. You know, they might—I give you an example. So they, they might pay a dude and say, "Listen, just about before I, I'm about to give, can you drop something?" So everybody looks in this direction okay, and then they see me giving, <laughs> okay, that would be equivalent of a trumpet blast, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, this guy goes, clunk, and everybody goes, Ooh. oh, look the Pharisees giving money, Whoa, look at the amount of money, you all getting what I'm saying, all right, I mean, they'll figure it all out, man, I mean, they were brilliant at coming up with ways at getting pets on the back, <laughs> don't become good at that, that's not a good thing to become good at, all right, and <laughs> I've said, it. this is no different to people today who want to stand in front of the church and make a public display of handing over a large sum of money to the pastor, okay, uh, for some project or building program that he or may be raising, he or she may be raising money for. But according to Jesus, if these people truly gave unto God, listen, then the last thing that they would want is to be publicly acknowledged. Did you get that? That's the last thing that they want. In fact, in his commentary, Leon Morris, quoting Stott, writes, Christian giving is to be marked by self-sacrifice and self-forgetfulness, not by self-congratulation. Did you get that? All right, self-sacrifice and self-forgetfulness. In other words, they forget about themselves, and they're willing to sacrifice as unto God. They're not looking for congratulations from people. That's the reason Jesus concludes by saying in the last half of verse 2 that if all you are going after is glory from men, then for all you're giving, that's all you're ever going to get. Did you get that? Amen? Leon, Leon Morris concludes by saying that the phrase, they have their reward, I want you to get this, it's amazing, is an expression that employs the ordinary commercial use for a receipt. An ordinary commercial use for a receipt. You know when you pay... All right, they give you a receipt to say paid, okay? All right, so that's what they're talking about here. And is a lively way of bringing out the truth that these hypocrites have received all the reward they are going to get for this good deed. Did you get that? That's it. You know, once you get that receipt, I do not getting anything else, (laughs) okay? He continues, they sought the praise of men, they received the praise of men. There is nothing more to come. They cannot expect a heavenly reward in addition for what they have already been paid in full. Wow. Get that? All right. Now, <clears throat> let's move on, shall we? All right. As to how we are to give, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 3 and 4 now, He says, but when you do a charitable deed... So He's, first of all, talk about the hypocrites. All right. And now He's saying, now let's talk about you. He says, when you do a charitable deed... Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Verse 4, the first part of verse 4 says, That your charitable deed may be in secret, and your heavenly Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. Now, this is tremendous. All right, listen to me. Even though you do something in secret, I want you to notice that your reward is seen, is open. In other words, he won't reward you secretly. He'll reward you openly. So in other words, unlike the hypocrites who love to be seen giving, let me just read some of my notes here, please. All right, Jesus not only uh, encourages complete secrecy, but he literally forbids the giver to take pride in how good he or she is to where they actually forget about all the good that they do. In fact, William Hendrickson Says that the expression, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, refers to the fact that as much as possible, a person must keep his voluntary contribution a secret not only to others but even to himself. Isn't this interesting? That is, he should forget about it instead of saying in his heart, what a good man I am. <laughs> Okay, I think I just already said all that, didn't I? All right, so, you know, people do stuff like this. People congratulate themselves. People, you know, get puffed up in pride that they did this. You know, I gave the biggest check. I put so much in. You know, all of those sort of things. Be careful. I mean, we appreciate what you give us. We love that you gave and we, we truly do appreciate, but we don't want you to lose out on your blessing for your giving. Are you all here? And please don't think, well, if nobody's going to see, I don't want to give that much. See, that's what I'm talking about, okay? You need to give knowing, knowing, knowing that God will bless you back. Knowing that He is your reward. Hallelujah. Let me continue. That means the truly righteous do this as a way of life. Not for recognition or praise, but simply because it is in their nature... To do. Did you get that? It is just in their nature to do this. Hallelujah. And why you never find them talking about it as brought out. And I want to take you to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, and I want to read uh, from verses 34 through 39, in fact, through verse 40. Um, this is Jesus speaking. Listen carefully to this. I'm sure you've never really looked at this in this light, but I want you to hear these verses and hear Jesus. He says, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Verse 36, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Verse 37, then the righteous, listen, the righteous, and I I want you to notice that Jesus calls these people righteous, okay? So they are righteous, all right? And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we uh, uh, see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? Notice, the the truly righteous are totally unaware of their own past benevolent deeds. All right? Verse 38. When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Verse 39. Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Verse 40. And the king will answer and say to him, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, I know that there is a a thought here of whatever you do to the least you're doing unto Jesus, but I want you to see something that they didn't keep track of what they did. They forgot about it and moved on to the place where God said, you know, you did all these things, and they said, when did we do all those things? Because you know what? They didn't do it to be seen, and they didn't do it to be rewarded. They did it because it was in their nature to do, and God calls those people righteous people that do out of their heart the right thing. They do it not to be seen, not not to be congratulated, but because they are led by the Spirit to do something, they do it and they move on. They don't keep track. They don't keep tab. They don't say, now God, that was the third person I gave to. Now where is the reward? Okay, you should be giving. I should be getting back now. Now let me calculate that in my brain. (laughs) Okay, They don't do any of those things. They just just be a blessing and you know what? Can I just say this? One of the things that is not brought out here, but I will guarantee you is that because of what Jesus says later on, is that as they bless people, you know, blessings come to them. Somebody says, hey, I was thinking about you, and you know, I had, I wanted this job done, and I then your, your uh, um, name came to my mind, and I thought, hey, you're the one that should be doing this, and they call you up, and you go, oh, well, yeah, and see, you're not going, no, thank you, God, that repays this debt over here. Now, what about, okay, none of those things. They just, they live this life, and they just go from one blessing to the next because they're being a blessing God blesses them hallelujah and it's a very natural part of their life and I need you to I need you to walk in those footsteps I want you to be blessed in that way amen all right I said here this is the way God expects his children to uh, to be doing good not so that they can be rewarded but because they genuinely care for those in need did you get that All right, not so that they can be rewarded, but because they genuinely care for those in need. And for all those who are moved and motivated by love and generosity, Jesus says again in the latter half of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 4 For your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Now, William MacDonald rightly points out that the passage should not be passed oppressed to prohibit any gift that might be seen by others since it is virtually impossible to make all of one's contributions strictly anonymous. Okay, I, especially for those of you that give online, you know, you kinda, we know who's doing it. And I know one particular individual said, it's really hard to give anonymously online like this, isn't it? And you know, we, I was trying to do this, you know, as a sacrifice, and, and I just, you know, and I'm talking to people like that. Okay, listen, yeah, we, see, we may see your name, but we know the heart that it's coming from, and we pray in that manner, okay? All right, just so you know. Um, so he said here again, since it is virtually impossible to make all of one's contributions strictly anonymous, he says it, it simply condemns, this is what Jesus okay, is doing, it simply condemns the blatant display of giving. All right, the trumpet sounding and everything else. Also, by using the word secret in relation to, in, in relation to giving, it may be that Jesus is actually referring to something that they were all very familiar with. All right, with the Ryrie Study Bible revealing that Jewish tradition said that there was in the temple, listen to this, this is tremendous, all right, a chamber of secrets into which the devout used to put their gifts in secret so that the poor could receive support from there in secret. Oh, I love that. Did you get that? There was a place in the temple where you could give in secret. And so that the poor could come and receive in secret. Nobody sees you giving, and nobody sees them coming and receiving it. Wow. Isn't that something? All right. Whether this was true or not, we have the perfect example of this kind of giving in Luke chapter 21. So let's go there next, verses 1 through 4, where it says And he, Jesus, looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Verse 2, Luke 21 and verse 2. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. You all know the story, right? Verse 3. And so he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in, listen, the next few words are really important, all the livelihood that she had. Did you hear that? I've said here, what's extraordinary about this is that firstly, while others had plenty more to live on after their giving, this woman had absolutely nothing more left to her name. That's why it says she put in all the livelihood that she had. I think people miss that. Second, while others prided themselves in what they gave, this woman didn't draw any attention to herself but walked away silently and quietly. I really need you to get this. I want you to understand what is going on here. Remember Jesus said, you need to do these things not to be seen by men, not to be patted. And you know, I almost feel like, and and this seems to be the case, you know, (laughs) sometimes people are embarrassed about how little they give, but compared to what they're getting, what they're giving is huge. And you know that's why what, whatever we receive, we receive. We don't, I don't. We don't. We don't look at it and go, oh well, they could have given more. Never, ever does that thought cross our minds. Do you know why? Because I always believe that whatever they give, and see, sometimes somebody might give, you know, just uh, uh, maybe not so much that you know, comparatively. All right, uh, uh, as much as maybe somebody else is giving. But you can't, you can't ever judge in you know, it. That's why Jesus is going on to will go on to say in Matthew chapter seven, the next chapter in verse one, don't be, don't judge. <laughs> okay, so you won't be judged. Listen, you need to understand something. I'm sure that people are watching this woman come in and put her two mites. It probably n- not, didn't even make a sound when it hit the bottom. All right, it pro- you know, it's two mites. You know what I mean? All right, It'd be like ten or twenty cents or whatever. All right, you're just dropping in the in the treasury. Now I don't know what the equivalent is. I'm just using this as an example, as opposed to somebody else. You know, Mister bags who comes with all this coinage and just dumps it in and you can hear it going clunk, 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 clunk and you're thinking, my goodness that's been clunking for about 30 seconds now, how much money are they putting in, you know as opposed to this little woman that comes in, you know, and you know, within a fraction of a second it just goes, click, I think that was a, did it hit bottom? I, I I'm not sure okay, it was so little and she probably kind of, you know, kind of squished down and kind of walked off, almost embarrassed and they're going <laughs> there was nothing there, you know we're not going to do anything for anybody. Listen, listen. While people are ooing and eyeing over the big clunky money that was going in, Jesus was preaching about the two mites that went in. Isn't that something? Wouldn't you love Jesus to preach on what you give? <laughs> okay? And, you know, and this woman went down in history, in the Gospels, everybody preaching about her now. I wonder if she would have ever, ever figured out that that day when she gave, and she gave all that she had, while she was embarrassed, probably walking away, while everybody else is just shaking their heads and going, well, what the use the point of that, you know? Just keep it, lady, (laughs) okay? That she was going to go down in history, God was going to put that in the Scriptures, and people were going to be looking at her and judging how they gave based on what she gave. Wow, isn't that something? Amen. Don't ever underestimate what you do. I, I just want to take a moment here. Let me di- digress for a minute. Don't ever underestimate what you do. You might say, well, it's only this, it's only that. It's never only to God. And it's never only to those of, uh, you know, to uh, his servants that hear him, okay, hear his voice. It's never only. We see that as something very precious, very valuable. And God, and we are praying for blessing upon, blessing to come upon you and overtake you. Whatever you sow, it doesn't go unnoticed. God will always bless it back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. One way or the other, it will get to you. It may not be straight away, but God will never be a debtor to anyone. He will make sure you get it. Somewhere down the line, whatever you sow, you will reap. It's a law. Amen? Just like gravity. You throw something up, it will come back down. <laughs> okay. Now, let me continue and, and finish off here. I've said here, as a result, what she did in secret was noticed by God himself and immortalized in Scripture for all time. The truth of the matter is nothing escapes God. He sees everything. With Ecclesiastes, 12, Ecclesiastes excuse me, 12.14 saying, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Ooh. <laughs> Did you get that? I'm going to read it again, <laughs> and you go, no, Pastor, move on to the next one. No, 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 you need to hear this. All right, <laughs> Ecclesiastes 12:14 says, "For God will bring every every work into judgment." I need uh, those of you that are doing things in secret, please hear this. All right. I know some are cringing, but those of you doing the right thing, okay? Notice he says, including every secret thing, whether good or evil, you will be blessed for what you do. Don't ever feel like you're doing stuff and you're not seeing a blessing. There is a time, regardless of what happens down here, whether you know how to receive down here or not, at the end of the day, there is a reward waiting for you, regardless of any of this. That's for you. And God will hold it for you. Hallelujah. And it will last throughout all of eternity. Amen. All right, I've got to hurry up and finish because I'm running out of time now. Of course, this needs to be balanced out by what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 13 through 15. And that is, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work. ...of what sort it is. If any man's work... I'm In 1 Corinthians 3.14... If any man's work... That's women as well, okay? If any man's or woman's work abide or remains... ...which he or she has built thereupon... ...he or she shall receive a reward. Did you get that? And notice you're not thrown in the fire. <laughs> okay. Your works are thrown in the fire. And isn't God wonderful? Anything that is not good will get burnt away. Whatever remains... That's what you get rewarded for. And that's what it says here. And he says uh, in verse 15, If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. So he's saying something here that, you know, at the end, your, your works will be tested and it will be tried. Not you, but your works. And whatever remains, that's what you're going to get rewarded for. So, you know, you can breathe easy. All right. The thing is, why do you want to have a huge bonfire, man? I mean, why do you want everything to burn up and mean nothing? Do you know the sort of works we're talking about here? To be seen by men. All of those things will get burnt up. Did you hear what I said? The things that you do in secret, the things that you do as unto the Lord, those are the things that are going to remain. Those are the things that you'll be rewarded for. And you will be rewarded for those things. I know one pastor said it this way. He said, you know, there are going to be some people that get to heaven... And, you know, they're going to burn. It's going to be a huge fire. And then, you know, right in the end, there's going to be this little thing that maybe they did with the right heart at some point in their life. All right, they fluked it or whatever. Okay. I don't know, it doesn't happen that way. But, you know, they had the right heart. And whatever that, even that little thing will be rewarded. They'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Of course, you know, what we want to do is get there and, you know, for the fire to almost be non-existent. Amen. That everything that we did was as unto the Lord, and all of that will be rewarded accordingly. In other words, because we are now part of the body of Christ, only our works are tried by fire, not us. And even if we do suffer loss, we are still saved, and we shall be rewarded by God for whatever remains. But for those who want everything they do to matter, listen to me, for those who want everything they do to matter. And above all else, please God, because that's what we're talking about. Jesus says again in Matthew chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, as we bring this to a close, when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed, verse 4, may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. Amen? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, for the wisdom that we are receiving from your word to help us to do things the right way, with the right heart, with the right motive. Thank you, Lord, for revealing these things to us so that we know what the right thing to do is, so that we can make everything that we do matter. Hallelujah. And also, Father... That this becomes a part of our lifestyle. We don't do this to get something. We do this because it's just a part of our nature. That you help us become the kind of people that you desire us to be. That I believe you designed and destined us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.